Oh, hello, my friends, and it is me yet again. And it is the final best of of the week. Hello to you. My name is Sarah Dillon. I am one half of the team that is Fun Employment Radio. Greg Nibbler is out of town still, but he's going to be back tomorrow, or tonight, actually, and then we will be back doing a show tomorrow. But uh, anyway, thank you for your patience, and I hope you've been enjoying the best of so far this week. Uh, So I do have one more for you today, and it is an interview with a delightful human being. Uh, She was just really incredible, and we were so excited when we got to talk to her. And I am talking about the one and only Miss Aisha Tyler. So we had Aisha in uh, a few years back. She is incredible. We talk about podcasting, about her being on Friends, all of the different uh, things that she's done in her career. She could just she could not be more kind or sweet. She was an amazing human, of course, super talented. And um, I think that we should listen to what she has to say. So this one is from deep in the archives. This is uh, when we were still in the 400s of Fun Employment Radio. And now, my Lord, we're past like 2000. So this is a little while back. So I hope that you enjoy this blast from the past. Here she is. This is Aisha Tyler on Fun Employment Radio. You know those times when you look really forward to something, but then you're always afraid that you're going to be disappointed? Yes. And then those times when it becomes like way more than you ever thought it could be? Yes. I think I'm in love. I think you are. I'm just saying, I just, I want to I think everybody in the studio here is in love right now, myself included. Yeah? Yes. You have a girl crush? I have a lady crush. Yeah. It's hard not to. On Ayesha Tyler. Yes. She is awesome. She is quite possibly the coolest chick ever. Yeah, pretty much. I pretty can't much. really... I I tried to think of something that's that I wouldn't be attracted to about her, and I can't think of anything. No. Uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. See, mine's different. My crush is different because it not, mine's not in any of the, like, in the, the touchy way. Mine's just in, the, like, she is so cool I want her to be my friend. Mm-hmm. I want all of it. Yeah. All of oh, it. The whole package. <laughs> 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 I'm sold. Don't be creepy. Yeah. She might listen to this, and then you're just going to be the creepy dude in Portland. Well, no, well, I'm not the only creepy dude in Portland. I'm sure pretty much every guy she's going to meet this weekend probably has the same feeling. They just don't get the chance to say it to her. And well, and I didn't. I didn't say it to her. Yes, you did. I'm saying it now, though. With your silence. Yeah. <laughs> My silence staring. With your silence and your stares. Hi, Aisha. You said it. Hi. Yeah. It was the loudest thing in the room, Greg. <laughs> Actually, behind the whole interview, there was this like, la, 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 <laughs> my, I love how you try, I love my, how you try. My awkward lusting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird phrase. It is. Awkward lusting. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good band name. Well, should we, should we just start, should we play that interview really quick and then introduce our guests? Okay, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Here it is. Aisha Tyler. Are you drinking a beer? Yes. Do you want one? Fuck yeah. No, I don't actually. Actually, I had... we got you a present. Did you? We did. Yeah. Well, I'll, let's wait until we record. Yeah, okay. So, so my surprise will be genuine. Yes. <laughs> well, then now we are recording. Well, or maybe recording. genuinely uninterested, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when we were reading up about you, we saw that you were a beer connoisseur. I, I do love beer. I do love beer. And this is one of our favorites. Ooh. It's, from, it's made in Eugene, Oregon. Oh, nice. Minkasi Slayer is Ha, amazing. that's funny. See, uh-huh. it's a play on the band. It actually <laughs> looks almost like their uh, logo. A little yeah. bit. Only spelled differently. Just enough to probably not get sued. Yes. So right. after you get done with all your business obligations, I will. I will yes, that. when I'm alone in my room drinking. Drinking the bathtub and crying. I'll drink this. <laughs> <It'd> be nice. <laughs> so alone. Um, this is great. You know, it's so. Uh, it's 
I, it's awesome because I get beers now like a lot when I travel from mm-hmm. people who know that I love beer. And it's always like right before I'm about to get on a plane, like drop you off the curb. Like, so here's a beer. What am I going to do with this? Pound it in the line for security, <laughs> which I would do. I, I'm not, it's not that I'm not above that. But yeah. no, this is lovely. Thank they you. should give you mini bottles if you're getting They should. On I would like, a, like yeah. what, what, there's another word for the mini bottles, not airplane bottles, but samplers or there's some other Yeah, word the little for four it. ounce ones. Yeah, the little babies. I don't know. Just like the British have a name for it. Sharon Osborne has a name for it. And it's like samples or samplers or minis or Winnie's, I don't know. You know the British so make everything British sound accent. so cute. They're so they're <laughs> cute people, the British, except for the whole the imperialism and the crushing of the brownies. But other than that, they're adorable, adorable. The Brits. Well, I can't wait to drink it. I love beer, and I, I liked Slayer in high school, and I love Holland. Who likes them as an adult, really? Uh, but joke band. But um, I will say, I love holiday ales. I love them. Oh, I yes. love them, love them. When we get the big, mm-hmm. what's the really big, like the large format? It's either Sierra Nevada or Anchor that makes like the most delicious holiday ale every year. And it's got like nutmeg and vanilla in it. Um, and if it had like, and then you just pour some bourbon in there and then it's good oh, to go. Yeah. Sierra Nevada, I think, makes one. But yeah, they both yeah. do. But one is more, one is delicious and one is not delicious. One is disgusting. One is, yeah, <laughs> one's, one's angry. One makes you want to punch Santa. One makes you want to give him a little hand job, but then one's making him punch him. Depends <laughs> on what I can. So, whatever, you'll see when you taste them both which one it is. Yeah. You'll know instantly. You'll know exactly. You want to hug Santa or you want to just kick him in the nuts and push him out the front door into the snow? <laughs> Don't drink that one. That's not, that's not going to bring the cheer. So, is this your first time in Portland? No, I've been here exactly once before. Okay. Uh, but not for stand up. The first time I'm doing stand up. Last time I was here, I spoke at the at the Giant Shoe Company. And ah, uh, yes. that shall not remain remain nameless. Oh, he shall not be named Voldemort. And then um and then I so I it was like a overnight, like I flew in, had dinner, went to Voodoo Donuts in the morning, spoke at the Nike, then ate at Pock Pock, and then uh-huh. got back on a plane. It was a great wow. trip. It was awesome. Yeah. I thought, oh, that was good, chicken. Are you yeah, going to go back good. to Voodoo Donuts again? I don't know. I don't am think I, you want am to. Am I a bad person if I beat up on Voodoo Donuts? No, no not no. at all. We saw the line today. We were actually downtown for something, and there was a line. It was wrapped around three times. There were literally about 150 Aww. people waiting for donuts. 150 people waiting mm-hmm. to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing <laughs> about Voodoo Donuts. Uh, like, I'm, I love donuts. I'll, I, uh, like, I'm one of those people who I'll go find, like, the artisanal donut joint. Uh-huh. And um, so I've tr- tried a bunch of them. Not all, but, like, Donut Plant, Mr. Donut. And there's a really great donut place in L.A. called Bob's. And uh, in San Francisco, there's a place called Dynamo Donuts. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about Voodoo is they're they're like ironic donuts, but they're not delicious. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's the same old donut shit in a different shape. Yeah. It's not a new donut. Like if you go to Dynamo in San Francisco, like it's all artisanal and local, and we and I milked the the cat myself with my tiny fingers to make the milk <laughs> for these. Donuts. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. you know, and like a hippie grew this this fruit in his armpit hair, whatever. Like it's like real, but then Dynamo's just like a, like a shitty donut shaped like a penis. Like I I could make that at home. Yeah, I have. So I don't. Uh, it's not for me. I'm not going back. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta up your game with the, yeah. in the, do- in the donut. You know the donut game now. Well, now they don't have to. I mean, like they have so much notoriety. Like, right? Yeah, it's that ridiculous. Happen right? That was like one thing of like it's diners, drive-ins, and dives or whatever. Yeah. Something like, like that. Like, falling all over them. Places. Yeah, I mean they just expanded too. It's like three times the size Boo. it used to be. And still, and what sucks is they took over like a really cool uh, old music venue downtown. Oh. Yeah. And so the donuts were actually more popular than the music venue. So they like tore down the it's wall. A and now it's a metaphor for our culture. I yes. Think so. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> First, the independent mu- movie p- music places get taken over by donut joints, and then we're all sleeping on the floor at Walmart and crying into where it will be. 
I don't know. I don't even know what that. It started. I'm not sure what that is. I don't. I don't know what is that another, Is that another no. English term? I have no idea. A whoopee? No, yeah. I don't. A whoopee yeah. is like the thing you suck on, or like your blanket. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sometimes the riff gun fires, gentlemen and lady. Sometimes it jams. That's what we just learned. That's lessons right here on Fun Employment Radio. Yep. Yep. Think about it for about five minutes. We'll just be silent. Everybody who come in here ask you where that name came from. Not that I don't know what the mm-hmm. word means, but yeah. like specifically how it relates. It, mm-hmm. it actually so. came from us. Uh, we both worked in commercial radio for about ten years. We mm-hmm. were laid off. Mm-hmm. And Fuck we were those guys. Unemployed. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the station we worked on actually doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we decided we it's were going to be unemployed. We were going to get shit-faced and laugh and yeah. sit in front of microphones and do this all day. Yeah. We've been doing it for two years. It's yeah. the greatest, right? Podcasting awesome. is the best thing in the entire world. Yeah, how long oh, have you been doing yours? My show was a baby. Uh, the first episode was uh, dropped the week after Comic-Con, so July 26th. Cool. And so nice. it's just been a couple months. We hit a million downloads in like two months. Awesome. Oh, that is yeah, impressive. it was really like confusingly great. Yeah. And... um. And now, and that was fun, and and not that I was ever like chasing any numbers, but you know, it's nice to feel now like you can just make your show. You're mm-hmm. not anxious about being mm-hmm. like, am I established? Are people going to listen? You know, what right. I mean? just try to make really great radio every week, or you know, what is it? I don't know what week. It's not radio, but whatever it is, yeah. make yeah. a whatever. great thingy, th- the great free thing that people download for free and then complain about. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. you, <laughs> getting the free entertainment. I don't want your letter unless you're going to write me telling me I'm awesome. Not interested. Um, but like, I have notes. You have you have you have adjustments for me to make to the free shit I give you. I like your free shit. I'd like it to be different. Go get new free shit from somebody else who cares. Um, but uh, but I love it. I just love that you. no one comes in here and says, hey, get the giant black girl to stop cursing so much, which is what would happen if we were on Trust Radio. Oh, no. This is yeah. what's great, too. I mean, yeah. I don't miss radio at all. No, right? Nope. Yeah, I had the opportunity free. to go back, and I'm like, I don't even think I want to. This no. is now. I've and are you guys making like. a living here? Yeah, Obviously, you make enough surviving. to buy a, a four-pack of, of Rainier Tallboys. Oh, yeah. We yeah. have some Mickeys in there as well. Nice. We yes. swing the malt liquor away a The taste of high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. That's that that's about it. Farm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is much nicer than my setup. I mean, first of all, it looks just like any other radio studio. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of looks like a college radio, yeah, like radio it does. studio. Yeah, it does. Or a killing room. It could be that well, too. Well, if you once you draw, draw the drapes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Get, <laughs> yeah. Out the, get out the blacklight. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I just have like my iPad and some microphones. And I just take it everywhere. I, I record at one spot in LA, but I travel. When I travel, if I'm like go to a city, I try to find a bunch of people there that I want to talk. Oh, that's to cool. That's awesome. To, do you yeah. have uh, do you have, like a lot of guests on? Or is it just you? It's all guests. It's all it's cool. all it's all one on one interviews. It's kind of uh, for people who don't know my show. It's called Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler, mm-hmm. and uh, the logline. Sorry, the word logline is so douchey. Uh, it just means like the descriptive line. Okay. So uh, a, a podcast about stuff guys love brought to you by The Ultimate Guys Girl. So it's a show about like action movies and shit blowing up and rock music. And I have to say I am so excited because I just uh, looked at your show, I think from last week or the week before when you had Neil Fallon on. I the am best. a huge so clutch a huge fan. Huge clutch fan. Huge clutch yeah. fan. Like slavering, drooling clutch fan. So yeah, so you awesome. will love it because yeah. it's an hour and a half of me fangirling all over Neil. That is awesome because he doesn't do very much stuff no, like that. Like, no, I, I don't know if I I've... No. I, I can't even think of an interview. Them. I mean, metaphorically, not literally, um, <laughs> because I was such a crazy, like drooly fan. And uh, I was doing, I was doing a TV show in Toronto, and they played up there. And I went, hung out with them, watched the show, went back and hung with them on the bus, and we all drank like all these craft beers and talked about how we love beer. And then I just was like, "Please be over here." <laughs> and they just did it so that I would stop like licking the outside of the window in their home. And, oh, that is awesome! Uh, <laughs> but it was great because I feel like it's nice as an artist. I mean, coming from the other, having been on the other side of an interview so many 
many times mm-hmm. to talk to somebody who's fully informed about your work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, most of the time you sit down and someone's like, so tell me what you're up to. And you're like, you, 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 you do you not have fucking Google? What's happening? Why am I, why am I here? No, Wiki, even, I would even be satisfied with Wikipedia-based mm-hmm. information. Yeah. But when you're, when you're a fan and you love somebody's work and you're motivated to talk to them about it, mm-hmm. it's a totally different conversation. So I only... Like I just interviewed Travis Rice, um, mm-hmm. who's a, an extreme snowboarder and kind of, although we need a better word than extreme because that just like calls to mind like bad chip flavors. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, he pretty much widely held to be the best snowboarder in the world. Mm-hmm. And I really pursued him very heavily as well. He's got this movie out called Art of Flight right now. That's like a snowboarding, snowboarding porn. Okay. And, um, and, and I chased him really hard. And, and for him, I think when he first sat down, he's like, who the fuck is this? But, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I, I know a lot about snowboarding and the stuff I didn't know I learned before the interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then the conversation wasn't like, so you put your feet in the thing. You know, he was like, yeah. you could have a really, like a, a, like a top level convo. And I think, and he afterwards, he's like, you know, thanks for giving a shit. I'm like, I don't talk to anybody I don't want to talk to. I don't, right. this isn't radio. Mm-hmm. I don't like, uh, my, nobody hands me a list and goes, here's who's got a movie coming out. I right. just talk to people I care about and want to talk to. So every interview was me going like, I just know everything I'm talking about you. Let's do this. And so it's a totally different experience. Well, you have to prepare. People. I mean, it's just lazy not to prepare. Like, so when, many people when we had prepare. When we had Ben Bailey in, mm-hmm. actually, he went to a local radio station and they and he went in and they didn't know who he was. Yeah. Like, yeah. why am I here? Yeah. And he's just like, okay, you don't know who I am. I guess I'm going to have to sell myself. Right. And I don't yeah. want to be a dick about it, but yeah. like just a little bit of work, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and but it's better for the listener too because if you're li- you want to listen to a show where you're gonna I was I always say I want people to have an experience on my show that they can't get anywhere else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like even if it's someone you're a fan of it's someone you love their work I'd like to provide you with 90 minutes of conversation that you're never gonna get on Letterman or blah 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 you know right not I want just it to reading be, down the liner yeah, list of, let's, yeah let's not talk about the shit you talk about all the time let's mm-hmm. do something different so I love it and then I just get to stalk people I mean just I just stalk people I'm a fan of I mean I just I did Robert Kirkman who created the Walking Dead and you know I mean that nice was, yeah just mouth breathing all over like he's like, <laughs> just steamed up his eyeballs ah. <laughs> so um, and then today for Veterans Day a brand new show went up um, with a wounded warrior a guy who lost his leg in Afghanistan I really wanted to do something and that's the thing I don't just do celebrities and I also just mm-hmm. don't do comedy it's, it's every thought popular culture so um, this is a guy I just wanted to you know we just talk about oh this many people died or this many people were wounded I was like let's right. talk to a guy who was over there and like what his life was like and you kind of think it's going to be really sad and it was so funny he was so fucking funny and mm-hmm. so like like forthcoming and sanguine about like his life and like talking about the day like he got blown up and what that was like wow. and just wow. it's insane you know it's insane and it was so and I went in going like like I had this idea about what I wanted it to be and I was like oh it's not it's gonna be it's gonna suck it's gonna be sad and it was just so awesome so funny and then he just talks about the day that he that he, he you know stepped on an IED and he, he got blown up and then he talks about everything that happened after that you know what it was like to lose a limb what yeah. it was like you know he's like I don't want to give it all away but you know he's, he's talking about like coming back from Afghanistan and you go to Germany and like he was in this like dream state for like two weeks they put him in like a like a, like a drug induced coma and like what it was he was having these crazy dreams and he talks about that and it's just wild you know and yeah. and um and a lot you know a lot of guys have been writing today you know vets and non-vets just saying you know we did, everyone's just always this picture, this fucking idea, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. let's talk to a guy who really went through it. And so no matter how you feel about the military, about war, you know, real people are, are giving up, are making real sacrifices, mm-hmm. you know, and and, uh, and so it was great to just sit down with one of them and talk. It's cool. Have you thought about going over there for a USO tour or anything like that? I'm terrified. Yeah. Uh, yes. No, I do and I want to. Yeah. Actually, I've been wanting to for a while and I mainly haven't had the, like the window. Like I just got mm-hmm. offered a trip this fall, but it's like a, it's like an 18 day commitment, you know, oh, just yeah. to get you yeah. over there, get you through security, blah, 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 blah. So um, I just got to find like that big of a window in my life, which I haven't had so far, yeah. but I would love it. Yeah. No, I'd love to do that. And, yeah. Uh, 
and and I think it would be great because I think they get a lot of, uh, I, you know, it's just like a lot. They get a lot of bullshit. My my comedy act is like super no bullshit, so I just go over there and get get myself in trouble. Nice. Like you can't oh, say God, any of these that. things. I'm like, I'm gonna say all that shit <laughs> twice. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Yeah, God, you keep really busy. So how many shows are you doing right now? Because you're doing the talk. So I'm on the talk. I just started the talk. This is my third week. It's how been, are you liking it's it? Been, you know, it's been great. It's a totally yeah. different thing for me. It's like not really like where my kind of central like brand lives uh-huh. to engage in douchebaggery again <laughs> with my words because um, my because my fan base is mostly guys you know from talk soup and you know things like 24 and 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 my podcast obviously and my comedy is really guy oriented so mm-hmm. i probably have more male fans than female fans but um but it's an opportunity to reach people that i haven't reached mm-hmm. before and it's great it's like a, it's a great job you just get to go in every morning and just talk about just shoot the shit and like share your opinion you know what i mean it's like That's and cool. they don't yeah and you could say what you think i mean mm-hmm. yeah, you can't drop the bomb but you can't drop the bomb on tv anywhere so well yeah uh but you know just like be honest about how you feel about stuff and we were talking all week about uh, about Penn State and, you know, oh, yeah. 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 That's, it's it's just brutal. such an awful situation. Awful. Awful. It's awful. awful. Yeah. yeah, there's just no two ways about it. And I, that whole place has to burn down to the ground. Yeah, I mean, just all those kids going out afterwards. That was the part. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? I know you're college students. You know, I know you're probably drunk. Idiots. Having no idea what you're doing. But college kids. fucking think about it. Yeah, like, you selfish little shits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was an athlete in high school and college. I rode in high school. I mean, I ran track in high school and I rode in college. And my husband played football at Dartmouth and... Actually, his father went to Penn State, played football at Penn State. So we're kind of emotionally connected to it, I think, in a specific way. But it's like these little bitch kids crying about their last mm-hmm. season with Joe Pa. Fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Kids were kids were raped. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Wah, exactly. wah. You lost a football season. You little. It's a football little, game. Fucking children, you yeah. know what I mean? And it gonna, was. It was just children throwing tantrums. Children. And then, gonna th- mm-hmm. then here's the other thing about writing: going to set your own shit on fire to prove a point to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm so mad at you. I'm going to urinate on my own bed, man. Like, shut up, you dummy. Yeah. Ugh. They should all get smacked in the face. I couldn't agree more. So insensitive. So yeah. stupid. I mean, the thing that I'm bummed about is I wish that Joe Puck could have been able to step down. On I wish that he would have not just been given the opportunity, but would have done it. Mm-hmm. He should yeah. have just just manned up and been like, "Look, I'd love to play out this season, but the right thing to do right now is to." step down to set an example for everybody mm-hmm. else you know even though i didn't do these things i'm i'm the leader it was on my watch and i'm gonna do the right thing. i'm gonna t- like kind of regain the high, the moral high ground right as it was you know he kind of didn't do it and he needed to do it and he they so they had to fire him and they mm-hmm. had to, they had to do it oh, and they, yeah. had oh. to take, they had it had to be done absolutely no choice these in that little, matter these little bitch fucking kids running around setting shit off i mean seriously i just want like yeah. a giant foam hand to just walk a line just smack 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 smack, 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 <laughs> yeah. smack for like a mile like all of them you know, and they, oh, God, kids are so stupid. They are. Yeah. Do you remember being that stupid? I can't remember being that stupid. Yeah, not that stupid. I was pretty stupid in I mean, I engage but... in stupidity all the time now, but I mean, not that right. stupid. Yeah, the only yeah. riot that I ever participated in in college was just because people wanted to drink past two, and so they started just lighting couches on fire in the streets right. and everything. But it I, wasn't for, like, representing, you know, anything along the... Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't right. like, you know, some kids' lives. Well, that's the thing, they're writing. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not like he stepped down because they happened to pay an athlete or something right, like that. Right. Or, you know, no. they let a guy with bad grades play. Yeah, it, and that's... Here's the thing. It's like, you know, leadership sometimes is about taking a bullet for something that wasn't your fault. That's Mm -hmm. just what it is. Mm -hmm. That's what real leadership is. Sometimes you just got to take it. You've got it. The Mm -hmm. buck stops here. It happened on my watch. Maybe it's not my fault. Maybe it is. But I'm going to do the right thing because that's what leadership is. You know what I mean? And all these little kids, they're just not learning the lesson. But it's so 
It's so funny because uh, you were mentioning drinking past two o'clock, and I keep mm. thinking, I like, I'm so angry about the fact that uh, last call is at two o'clock, and uh, or like that it stops at two in California, and and I, I want to like start a petition, but I really think that's like a good celebrity cause. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, the starving babies uh, and war. No, I would like us to be able to drink until four a.m. in the state of California. Will you sign my petition? And I bet you I get a million signatures oh in like my a God. week. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I was like, put that on the internet. Boom! I'd yep. like explode the internet. You oh, put that here up. it's yeah. two thirty. Two thirty. Mm-hmm. See, you guys have a half an hour on us. Half an hour, but we that, that. But it's lies, though, because two thirty is like a one thirty-five. Like, right. Like, bar like, time. Like, yeah, like a last call at one thirty-five. They usually pull it's drinks like, at about like. Well, the bars that I go to usually pull about like two, two like two fifteen, two twenty. Yeah, where they'll pull them out of your hand. Yeah, I want to Oh yeah, yeah, we'll let you know. That's that's. I want to go there. Yeah. So no, that's yeah. I'm 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 outraged about child molestation and also the fact that glass calls so early. Yeah, those two. Those are my issues. It is my issues list right there. It's important to have your priorities. God, if you're such a beer, I'm sorry. Back to the beer thing. You are going to have the best time here because we have the most breweries in any city in more per capita. Yeah, most breweries per capita. I was reading my my facts. I think it was like in the world. Oh, the Germans are weeping. I know. Yeah, well, that's have- right. Yeah, we had more than Munich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is which is cool. Yeah, that's, there are a lot of beers here, a well, lot of breweries. That's exciting. You with your artisanal stuff and your unicycle riding hippies. <laughs> yeah, it's like some guy guys- hopping by on a pogo stick with his fucking handmade tennis shoes. Seriously, the unicycles and the guys with the. Have you seen the tall bikes? The tall bikes. No, that, there's what, these the, jackasses you know, that they're called penny farthings. Thank you. The oh, ones no. with the big front wheel and the little baby. Oh wheel. no! Oh no. not that. That would no. be cool. That's a penny. Yeah, farting. that would be fine. No, what farting. these are is they take a regular bike and then they weld another frame on top of it, so it's twice as tall. But at the same time, there's no there's no way to stop it, so they have to lean against telephone poles and you know, ride it down the middle of the street. I, God, I you know that. what? You should yell at when they ride by. Starving babies in Africa. <laughs> this is what you spend your time on, <laughs> like this. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, come on. Like, yeah. I just rode by one of those like, another day, like a couple days ago. I was just like, yeah, I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. seriously. Why? seriously. They ride around. What, what's fun to do, though, if you're in a car in front of them and you can see that they don't have any, like a pole or anything to right. hang on to as yeah. they're slowing down, yeah. you can try and get them to fall off. You <laughs> like, can. What do you, what do, you do? Because how they you yell stop. out Noonan. No, because if they're, if they're behind you and they're like pretending to be a car, if you slow down just enough and they don't have a pole to hang uh-huh. on to because they're up in the air, uh-huh. they'll fall over. That's, uh, that's, that's I, true. I think they deserve it. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you get what you deserve, you crazy hippie. Come on now. Save they up do. your pennies and go, give it to a hobo. Think about what a hobo could do with all the money that you put. If you gave a hobo the amount of money you spent making that stupid fixed gear tall bike, he could like he could drink for like a month. You know what yeah. I mean? Just assuage this deep existential pain with the money that you spent on that stupid bicycle. You riding off to your friend's house. You can have a pasta potluck with your quinoa and your fucking wheatgrass shots. God, I just want to find something else for you to get angry about. Angry about? I, know, I love listening to you. Random random stuff. <laughs> you could just do an hour long podcast of just ranting about something. I would listen to it. Every I have time. that specific. I, think she has that. I have yeah. that specific hippie rage <laughs> that it, like like being raised in. I was I'm from the Bay Area, so being raised in this kind of like ridiculous, like super progressive, dumb dumb culture, I'm more angry yeah. at it than anybody else. Like reeking of tofu and fucking carob <laughs> and self satisfaction. There's so fuck much Fuck iron there. and wine. That's what I say. Fuck you and your iron and wine CD. <laughs> fucking carefully chosen facial hair. Go fuck yourself. Fucking string cheese. Yeah, string. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Or what's the new? I just read about a new band today. They're called the Civil Wars. 
Oh, your, wow. Your ironic plural, like your ironic band name where you look at the band name and, and then you can't figure out if there's like, like some things is like a band, there's one guy. Other yeah. thing, it sounds like it's multiple, like it's, it's one person, it's five people. Don't do this to me. I'm yeah. getting older. <laughs> iTunes is already confusing. When I go on on Tuesday, I don't recognize any of the new bands. I feel tired. I need a nap. Just, oh my right? God. They look the, like the Civil, Wars. The Civil Wars. Right? D- douchebaggery. Look at her with her, with her vintage belt and her face full of irony. Oh, and her wow. Big, yeah. Big bang that she used that shampoo that they don't test on babies or whatever. Come on. <laughs> baby, if you test it on a baby so you know if it's going to work on an adult. Let's, let's things have to be done. Hey. This is how this is how d- d- democracy works. Sacrifices have to like, be made. They do. Hmm? I think you really need to be like our new world leader. I'm a hugger though. See, the thing is like yeah. on a grand scale, like, I'm sorry you guys. I would be good I'd be good in the zombie apocalypse. I'd be a good I'm a good small group leader. If we okay. have like yeah. 10, 10 to 20 people and we need to like dig a trench and organize and build some bonfires and 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 kill things then I'm good. Yeah. But like on a large scale, I'd be like, yeah, there does seem to be a widening gap between the rich and the poor. <laughs> I apologize. That's wrong. That's unjust. What do we do about that? Let's make a tent city. How the fuck is a tent city going to narrow? Look, I totally support the I, Occupy no. movement. I really do. I support you guys. I believe in you. I'm the, I am the 1% who stands with the 99% because I was born a 99% and I'm only been a 1% for like three weeks and it could end at any time. <laughs> let me say right now, I don't see how your fucking tent city is going to change shit. But I appreciate you and I believe in you. And I believe in the American uh, constitutional right to, to freedom of speech and assembly. We were just talking about that today because the uh, yeah, have you seen the one that. downtown here? Yes. Yeah. And so apparently on Saturday night. Very tarpy. Super tarpy. They're not going to. I'll tell you, I I will be very, I'll be mightily surprised if they kick them out. If they actually do it? Yeah, because the mayor made an announcement that they have to leave by midnight on Saturday. Yeah, so they're not going to do that. And then you're going to have a bunch of cops, a bunch of of capitalist running dogs beating up on the sad little skinny vegan hippies who can't fight back because they're so hungry because soy doesn't doesn't have no nutrients in it. It's like, I would fight you (laughs) except I had Satan and I'm so gassy and sleepy. So then you just have mean cops beating up on the little guy. So the little guys just sit there and they take the beatings, you know, and then it's like Attica. Attica, Attica. You'll see. You'll see. No one's going anywhere. The hippies well, could... are going to be there till summer. They're they're <laughs> entrenched. Apparently, there's a massage table in that park. Really? There's a masseuse. I didn't there's even a masseuse hear about that. and a mess hall. There's a generator. They've what? got cable. They're watching The Walking Dead. I'm telling you, they're not going anywhere. They're in for the long haul. All right. So if there was a zombie apocalypse, where would you go? Oh well, actually, Oregon maybe. I Oregon, yeah. Oregon, California border, like out by the lava beds. You want like mm-hmm. a like you want like like a long range of visibility, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You can see the walkers coming from a long time away. Then you want to find some kind. My sister and I talk about it all the time, like you know, in abstract, of course, or maybe not. And uh, yeah. about our compound, you need mm-hmm. a crow's nest so that you can you know snipe from right. above, and then you need like a well fortified perimeter, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you and need good flat land, flat to be able land to be able to yeah. see for you want high a high spot. Surrounded by flatland. You don't mm-hmm. want any woods or mountainous areas. Mm-hmm. Although having your back up against a mountain could be good because that's probably going to be like easily defensible. So then you'll have to defend yeah. like a, maybe like a 180, you know, that's radius true, instead so of like yeah. a full 360. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like the like the White City and mm-hmm. the Two Towers. Don't oh, yeah. laugh at me. My nerdery is strong. My, my, nerd, <laughs> my, my, my nerdery is strong, my Kenny friend. is a huge fan of yours. He actually, um, speaking of research, he put together a ton of research oh, about Oh, look you. at oh, that. Yeah. There are bullet points. He makes yeah. bullet points and notes where he gets them from. Nice. He is an amazing, amazing It is. And a big fan of your podcast. Oh, wow. Built the website nice. yourself. Sprained an eyeball while making your website. I did. I, sp- I did. I sprained I my eyeball. That. You listened to, you listened how, to the Nerdist episode. How long? 
did that take for you to do that? Uh, sprain your eyeball? Like maybe two solid weeks of website building. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like every curious. day, all day long. And you know when you're in front of the computer and, and like you're like, I'm going to get up in five minutes. I'm going to get up in five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get up in five minutes. And then it's 4 yeah. a.m. And, and then like, you can't walk. And then you can't walk. Yeah. Yeah, and, then mm-hmm. you're, and, then, and then you go from being like, like eager to be done to sad to angry and then back to like, I give up. Yes. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's when I would yeah. go to bed like at four or five o'clock in the morning. You just give up. I just give up. This is where I live. This is why I live here in this seat. Like a feeling has left my ass muscles. So, yeah, just like staring at the same computer screen we every did the day same for thing. hours. We built ours too. Just yeah, like, uh, and, it's and, like yeah, because we didn't have enough money starting out, you know, to pay somebody. We don't know how to be web designers. Well, and even if you did, That's, like, like yeah. I was talking about this with Chris Hardwick because we, because we, my podcast is like younger than him, but I got my apps like relatively quickly, and I was like, mm-hmm. why did you know? Why do you have an app yet? Like mine were free. <laughs> I got them through my, and yeah, I did. I gave him a lot of shit. I, I think we have the same. Same distributor. Yeah, as you. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So they did it really quickly, and it was free. Yeah, you know. And uh, I'm like, why are you? Why is it a year later, and you still don't have an iPhone? Like, what's happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're Chris Hardwick. Just snap your fingers and have the Oompa make it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and he was like, well, I was gonna have this outside company make it, and then they were gonna charge like seventy thousand oh, dollars. Jesus, yes. for an app. Oh yeah. Who the fuck has that kind of money? Yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody. Jeez. Even if you had it, why would you spend it on an app? Yeah. But something this... you're gonna give away for free. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so that somebody's gonna stare at for two seconds just to hit play. Exactly. Or download. I never use. I yeah. mean, usually people use them because I have like exclusive content inside my app that you can't get. Like generally, okay. that kind of mm-hmm. gets more people to get the app, and then they're re- rewarded for spending their two dollars or whatever. Right. But uh, but so, what was the point of this whole story? Oh, so I, I built it myself because I just didn't want to drop a bunch of money mm-hmm. to have me sit with someone on the phone and go, "Can you make that two points bigger? Can you make it two points smaller? <laughs> Can you move yeah. it to the right?" You know, like why? Right. Like why do that with somebody when you can just do it yourself? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I woke up. My eyeball hurt so bad it woke me up. Like I was, I was, you know, you dream of like rapid eye movement. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, and I woke up and every time my eye moved in the socket, it was killing me. And I I got brain cancer in the middle of the night. Like that was it. Like it it just came on like a tumor. Was it like a sandy, grainy? (laughs) No, it was like something was, it was like, like something was there that shouldn't be. A balloon had inflated behind my eyeball. It was pressing forward. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, it was so insanely painful. And I called my eye doctor who was on vacation and she was like, I'm coming in. I was like, okay, I'm dying. So I was like, I told my husband, you can have all my CDs. Don't forget to water the plants. I'm not coming home. And, uh, (laughs) and I, yeah. And I went in and she did all these tests and she's like, you, you sprained your eyeball. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I had to do some exercises and stuff. And I put this like piece of software on my computer that will like tell you to take a work break. Like wow. every 20 minutes it'll come on and be like, stop. St-. Yeah. Because yeah. I love yeah. my computer. Co- I, if I had a penis, I would stick it into my computer. I love <laughs> my computer so much. There's not a port so for that yet. Mu- I would <laughs> make one. Yeah. Be like, what happened to Peter? I fucked my computer. I'm sorry. I would bring it into the, I'd bring it into the genius bar. What do you do yes. for a broken? What'd you do? I fucked it. I'm sorry. Is that bad? Is that wrong? <laughs> Big hole I'm in your stuck. hard drive. I'm stuck, stuck here. Stuck and... on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Right. I yeah. humped it and Siri, Siri, Siri. So I need a, a hand job, Siri. Self-proclaimed Apple whore. I am. Yeah. I am. And I, and I, and I. So you have the, the iPod, I have everything. the iPad. I have two the... of everything. Do you have it's the just disgusting profligacy. I don't. My, we have this tech thing in our home where we trade new technology. Mm. So each time something comes out that's innovative, that's, there's been an innovation. Whoever had the oldest piece of technology gets the newest piece of technology. That's gotcha. So I had the latest four. My husband had like a two. So he got the four S. We just trade off. Um, I got, the, like, I have an iPad two and then I gave him my old iPad. They're just, our house is just scattered, littered with devices. Yeah. Again, starving babies. But, 
But um, but the first I went to a college where they had like Apple had a it was like when they were first starting out they were like seeding colleges mm-hmm. you know like creating a tiny Apple army. So I've, I've never not had an Apple computer since mm-hmm. I was eighteen years old, and yeah. it's the, yeah. it's just the only thing. I don't even what's the, what are you doing? This a paperweight? Like this a thing? Toshiba. Yeah, this is uh, not having a whole lot of money to get a fancy uh, laptop okay. when I got. All right, it. see now but, I'm an asshole. It was it happened so yeah. quickly. I know you're just making fun of poor. I'm sorry, I'm ninety nine percent. It's like we it's live like in this studio. Say, Put it on your iPod. I don't have an iPod. I don't have an MP3 player. What? What is that? You do have an MP3 I player. I do. I do. What is yeah. that? Yeah. It's adorable. I don't know. What does it fit? Like 12 songs? <laughs> no, it's it's big, but it's like, it's seriously, it's like like probably a good inch thick. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's like, it is It is pretty much a paperweight. That's pretty much what I use it for at home. Oh, wow. <coughs> is this a one? No, it's a 3GS. It's a 3. Wow. It, okay, the, yeah, your computer is so that. distressed that it looks like a 3GS. It looks like look, the 3GS looks like a 1. The glass is completely broken. Um there's some there's some tear stains on it where he cried. <laughs> uh yeah, tears. Tears and the tears stain the glass. <laughs> etched etched into the glass. I actually had to put tape over it because it would cut my hand open. Yeah. Oh my, I feel sad. I feel yeah. sad for you and this phone. If you held this up to a four, if you held this up to a four S, see you'd hear Siri just start weeping, mm. sad, sad computer tears. But you know, it's I don't understand what you works. mean by broken screen. Um, why does it? No, it Still doesn't. Works great. The touch screen works. Works great here. Look at you. It's like Book of Eli in here. That really is. Phone. Oh my god. Yeah. This is outrageous. And then you're going to see a screensaver of hey, your you, face. Uh, <laughs> you follow Paul F. Tompkins, who I also follow. Uh, oh, you're going through my Yeah, Jonah Ray, uh, Rob Corddry. Yeah, big comedy nerd. Yeah, you are a big comedy nerd. Yeah. Patton. Yes, I love Patton so much. But yeah, that's a testament to Apple. There's uh, some people I don't care for works. on here. I won't say their names on the radio. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. She's a cunt. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Oh. Did I say that on, on there? No, no, but I'd really like to know who you were saying. Yeah, I know. It's I'm curious, face, too. It's my favorite word, by We the have way. discussed this many times. It's my favorite mm-hmm. word as well. Yeah, yeah. You need word. to take it back. Don't give it any power. No, it's here's amazing. the thing. It's like it's like the N-word for, for my people or the F-word for the gays. Mm-hmm. Take the power back by using bandying it about constantly. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, you just, and then, you, then if a guy calls you that, you'll be like, I don't, even, I don't even feel that. I used that 20 times today. I said that to my mom on the phone. You can't call. And, then, and then the guy's like, "What do I do now? I'm out of, yeah. I'm out of juice. I got, that's no more, I got no more bullets." That's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. That's kind of the highest place you could go. Yep. I don't know mm-hmm. where else you go after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We actually spent a show. This is what we do. We spent a show trying to think of a worse word than cunt. Yeah, I don't think there is one. No. It's yeah, yeah. I can't really it's, think it's, of one unless you found something like really personal to that person. Although, but, yeah. d- but it, Irish people use it a lot, mm-hmm. and it's so cute when they say mm-hmm. it. Right? I worked with an Irish an Irishman all last year, and uh, it was adorable. Oh, you cunt. It's so cute. Oh, it's adorable. It's like something, you, something you have with tea. Oh, I'm going to have some tea and a couple of cons. I'm going to get in so much trouble on Monday. When All I right, can I ask work. you a question? Yes. What was it like hosting Talk Soup? I was in love with John Henson, and I would watch it all the time. Yeah. But when you replaced him, it was it, like you kept it going. Thank it was you. still Thank amazingly you. hilarious. Oh, Thank I watched you. it every day. You know, I loved doing that show. Um, it was kind of like, for what it was, a little bit of a holy grail for comedians at the oh, time yeah. because it was such a pure kind of comedy experience. It was just about the jokes in the chair, you know. And, and for me, um, 
I remember before that being like, God, I'm, when I quit my day job, like, I'm so glad I don't have to get up, take a shower, and get dressed and go to work every day and have a commute. And then I got that job and I had to get up every day and take a shower. And, <laughs> and I loved it. Like, it was the best job exactly. ever. Um, and it changed a lot between, like, when John was there, like, when John and Greg were doing it and then when I came because – the show had really been a clip show. Like clips sometimes would last like 45 seconds or a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And by the time I w- had been there like a year, clips would be down to like 12 or 15 or 20 seconds because it really was like how much comedy can we – let's jokes. just do just enough of the clip to get to the joke and no yeah. more. And um, and it was great. I mean I just – it was a it was a great like comedy crucible for me because I was in the writer's room every day writing mm-hmm. and we were trying to really innovate. We were doing sketches. We were doing like – we did animated pieces and – it was awesome. I mean, everything about it was awesome. I oh. loved it. I miss. I was, you know, I was sad when it went away. I yeah. mean, I went off and did friends after that, but it was great. Yeah, great, what was that job. like working on such a, a like a big budgeted and like popular, enormously, crazily popular show? Uh, I had to puke a little bit every day. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Choked <laughs> <laughs> back. Um, it was great. I mean, it was a huge show when I got mm-hmm. the job. So yeah, that it, it, you know, intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, intimidating. Fun. I mean, fun. Amazing. They were very yeah. nice to me. Um, yeah. But you know, there's something specific about like. It's one thing when you get a job, you don't know if it's going to blow up. And it's another right. thing if you're b- walking into something that blew up already. Yeah. You just don't want to suck. You know, you're terrified you're going to get fired pretty much every day. Yeah. But they were super nice to me. Yeah, because you were on it for a couple seasons. Yeah, right? yeah, season nine and season God, 10. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it was huge. It was huge. It was a good, it was everybody. I think also a lot of people had come on there previously and been, um, and been, what's the right word? Uh, like really so intimidated they'd kind of fallen apart a little bit, you know, because okay. it's a finely tuned machine and all the other actors are, you know, incredibly good at what they do and it's this massive... Destroyed. They yeah. were destroyed. Yeah, and they came in and they just, they flipped, like they some of them wouldn't come out of the dressing room and they'd wow. have oh, breakdowns really? and stuff. Yeah, because wow. they were just afraid of sucking. Damn. Comedy's very hard and they used to bring in like all these huge, like dramatic actors that didn't do a lot of comedy, you mm-hmm. know, and then even sitcom comedy is its mm-hmm. own animal too. It's like really specific. So um, I, had, I knew this show I'd seen almost every episode of it just randomly because when I first got to LA and I, I wasn't working you know the life of a comedian is yeah. you sleep until right. noon and then you eat a couple bowls of you know Cap'n Crunch and then you watch some <laughs> cartoons and then you go to work for 20 minutes so uh, I watched you know it would come on like those little reruns would come on like you know for a couple hours every day and so I'd probably seen every episode of Friends by the time I, I went in for the audition so oh, I knew exactly wow. what they did there like I knew I knew I was like I read the jokes I'm like I know how they want this delivered mm-hmm. and that really did help a lot Yeah, uh, it also made it insanely terrifying when I actually walked on the set I was like oh my god <laughs> like looking out the window like where's ugly naked guy you know it was like that it was a little paralyzing then my first episode I had to make out with Matt LeBlanc and yeah I mean you know talk about like try not to puke don't puke because it will go into his mouth not yours his mouth not yours um, but yeah they were they were really nice to me so they what made it is easy. scary for you I mean it seems like you've been thrown into all of these crazy like high stress situations and it seems like you kind of have you know handled them with a plum is there anything that has really terrified you I like your use of the word a plum thank you it's one of my uh, favorites it's a nice one <laughs> counterbalances my previous banding about it, the C word. Um, <laughs> just envisioning the memo I'm going to get from CBS on Monday. Uh, so, um, no, you know, I think because I, I'm a stand-up and I started out as a stand-up and that's the most terrifying thing I've ever done. Yeah. yeah. Um, everything else pales by comparison. And I think also, like, I was raised by a single dad, so I was one of those kids where, like, you know, your dad was just like, I don't, yeah, cry all you want, go nuts, nothing's going to, you know, I'm not, not not picking you up, kid. Like, I broke my arm when I was, like, 11. And, my I, like, I literally walked around for, like, a day and a half with a broken arm. My dad's like, ah, oh, oh, shut up, walk it off. Like, literally, he was like, literally <laughs> made me ride my bike with my broken arms. Like, I don't have time to deal with your shit. I got shit to do. So um, I've just always been one of those people who was like, you know, suck it up, Aisha, lock it up. So I think 
also that ma- propelled me to go into terrifying situations mm-hmm. and you know what I mean like you, you almost Billy uh, Billy his, he doesn't like people to call him Billy anymore Bill Burr has this thing about like wanting to go into the most frightening context ever like don't, yeah. like, don't be a, if, whatever you're most afraid of go do that thing right now right. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. kill that fear kill it dead don't avoid it walk up to it and stab it in the face so yeah. probably doing stand up and, and like going on the road alone for years and like mm. you know and, and just you just face all your all your fears and then getting up on stage alone every night in front of a huge crowd and having to like not suck and having nobody to blame if you do suck you know what I mean oh, that's yeah. like the thing if you're in a band well it's that guy's fault it's the lights and fuck you and the sound if it's me it's just like ah sucked yeah so yeah so you once you get past that it's like um, I always say like like maybe like somebody who's like a high diver, mm. you know, the probably the first hundred or even like thousand times you get up on a high dive, it's terrifying. And then one day you just stop feeling anything and it's just what you do. Yeah. So I think that comedy, once I mm. got to that point in, in stand up, then everything else just became like, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to do my best. And you, you fail so many times as a comedian so repeatedly that you just, it just ceases to be something that you're frightened of. You just don't fear fail, failure anymore, mm. ever. You know, you feel like I'm probably going to fail. So that ceases to be an issue. Right. I'm gonna, you just get up and go, just get back up, keep going. What if you lost all of your Apple devices at once? I would break into tears, roll up in there a ball, go. and yes, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I was uh, on set last year, and the, on the like the wife. Well, I like to call it Wi-Fi because I'm strange, strangely European at times, and uh, the Wi-Fi didn't work. And I walked out of my trailer, and I was like, I feel depressed. I legitimately feel depressed that I can't get on the internet. Like that was how I felt. I felt like, how will I function if I cannot at all times check my Twitter feed? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that would that would be upsetting. Like think about that's. I think that'll be the worst part. Of an apocalyptic situation yeah. is not being able to Google anything. Yeah. Like, how could you? What would you no do? Knowledge. Yeah, living like cave people. Cave people. Cave people. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, God, I am so thankful that you came in here today. Oh, you're this nice. This is awesome. No, seriously. You are a fireball. You this are amazing. Yeah, you it's are amazing. Crack. And you're, so your show, <laughs> well, that too. Um, so uh, two shows tonight, yes. 7 30 and 10 o'clock. Yes. Two shows tomorrow night, 7 30 and 10 at Helium Comedy Club, heliumcomedy.com. Ninth to get and tickets. Southeast Hawthorne. Ninth and Ooh, Southeast Hawthorne. A very Hawthorne. lovely venue. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to go. It's above some some bikey, bikey Portland bike store with the fixed gears. Oh. And also there's espresso. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a tall bike in the window too. Uh, Oh, there you I'm go. Kick go. it. There you I'm go. go. Up and just kick it. <laughs> yep. Just throw a rock. I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw a little penis on it with a marker that no one will see until they've spent too much more money than it's worth and take it home. And then they go, somebody wrote a penis. Wait a part. minute. Hey, <laughs> defacement. Awesome. Well, Aisha, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Yay! Yay! And there you have it, the one and only Aisha Tyler. Yes, she is that cool in person. That's pretty cool. I actually saw her a few years later after that at a bar, if you're familiar um, with the Portland metro area. I saw her at Holman's, and uh, I did talk to her for a second, and I... I couldn't tell if like she did remember. I don't think she remembered, but she was very nice. I was like, "Oh yeah, we had we had a great interview with you on our show once." I'm Sarah from Fun Employment Radio. She was super nice. I didn't want to bother her, but um, yeah, I just wanted to give that anecdote that totally went nowhere as I'm just drifting along. Thank you for listening to our show. <laughs> And thank you for tolerating the best ofs. I really appreciate it. I did have some co-hosts uh, lined up, but uh, scheduling conflicts and, you know, nine to five jobs and everything kind of got in the way. So I wanted to put out something. So I hope that you've been enjoying uh, these flashbacks. And then we will be back with a brand new full on crazy, crazy train show tomorrow because Greg will be back from Georgia. We'll hear about that. I had some craziness happen over the weekend camping. I got to go to an animal sanctuary and I made best friends with a llama named Fox Mulder. Things are just 
topsy-turvy over here. <laughs> um, but what isn't topsy-turvy is how much I love you. And thank you for listening. And thank you for your tolerance. And thank you for your patience with our um, wacky schedules. We were super excited to uh, get the show back on the road and keep uh, continuously doing the shows and not having these lulls in between. So um, just we're grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you so much. And I hope that you're having a wonderful week and staying cool out there if you are in a hot area like Georgia and sometimes Portland. And I will talk to you with the Greg Nog when he hath returneth from Georgia tomorrow with a brand new episode of FunEmploymentRadio.com. Thanks, friends. Bye.